Hi and welcome to episode 10 of the FFS show, a podcast about misinformation and fact-checking by The Ferret. I'm your host, Ali Bryan, and with me as always is my co-host and fellow fact-checker, Mags Taylor. How are you doing, Mags? I'm doing all right, Ali. How are you? I'm not bad at all. Episode 10, can you believe we've made it to this wonderful milestone? I can't believe it. How time flies, eh? I know, 10 episodes, it's brought us directly to silly season by the looks of it. Yeah, it kind of has. So we've done 10 episodes of solid, hardcore fact-checking throughout the (laughs) elections, throughout COVID, throughout this. And now it's on to what is known in the journalism trade uh, as silly season, which is where basically nothing of any value happens. (laughs) Although, to be fair, there has been some quite big news this week, although it was quite silly. (laughs) So. What are we looking at this week, Mags? So, what's been happening? Well, we've been singing, haven't we? You've been looking into claims surrounding a song sung by children right across the UK um, about a a great team Britain makes. And there's also been a claim to do with the spat between Manchester Mayor Andy Burnham and First Minister Nicola Sturgeon. Great. Two differing and but equally important claims. Not silly at all. Should we get into it then? Let's do it. Mags, you've been looking into a claim to do with a spat between Manchester Mayor Andy Burnham and the First Minister Nicola Sturgeon, haven't you? Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, the Scottish government announced uh, a travel ban, essentially, between Scotland and northern English cities, Manchester and and surrounding areas. So, so that added to some, some a pre-existing ban on travel between Blackburn, Darwin and Bolton. So the, these were put in place because of the, the high incidence rate of COVID in the north of England. Andy Burnham was, was pretty incensed about it all uh, because he claimed that there was no dialogue between the government here and him about that and he, he said he had lots of constituent constituents getting in touch with him because they'd holidays or whatever booked up to Scotland yeah so they were out of pocket so but basically the, the claim we were looking at in relation to that he said it, it was completely unfair because Bolton at the, at the time he was speaking had a significantly lower case rate than Dundee uh, he, he said it was unfair that there was a travel ban between Scotland and Bolton yet there was no ban between anywhere and Dundee so his argument was that Nicola Sturgeon had unfairly put places like Bolton into uh, a travel ban, despite them having a better case rate than Dundee, which is in Scotland. He cited particular figures. Um, so so he, he wrote to, to Nicola Sturgeon, actually, um, asking her to set out in detail the criteria for the ban. And as part of that, he said, at that time, Bolton had a case rate of 269 per 100,000 and that number was decreasing. And he said that at that point, Dundee had a rate of 318 per 100,000. So his point was that why ban people from Bolton travelling to Scotland when people from Dundee could travel throughout Scotland? So at the time he made the claim, that was 21st of June? That's right, yeah. And so what were the figures around then? It's very much a movable face because the figures get updated daily by both the Scottish and the UK governments. So the figures that he was quoting were accurate. They were up to date. They were the most up to date that were available at the time. He said, speaking today, he said the figures on that day and they they weren't actually the figures from that day because of the lag in in confirming the the seven day figures. Uh, But yeah, they they were accurate. They were the most up to date figures on that day. 
They were, they were. And Bol- Bolton's was 269 per 100,000 and Dundee's was 318 per 100,000. 100, so, yeah, it was completely accurate to say that Dundee's case rate was higher. Mm-hmm. He was right to say that Bolton's rate was decreasing, but Dundee's was actually decreasing at that point as well. But still, Dundee's infection rate was higher. And now, as a mark of how quickly things are shifting, actually, by now, Nicola Sturgeon has lifted that travel ban. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is no longer in place. But but the the case rates have changed quite significantly. Right. The most up-to-date ones published um, are up to the 23rd of June. And at that point, Bolton's seven-day case rate was 262.6, whereas Dundee's had, had really increased up to 522.4 per 100,000. Wow. So really, over the the time that the ban was in place, Bolton's rate was still lower than Dundee's. Yeah. So, I, I mean, both cities are seeing the rates increase, but mm-hmm. yeah, Dundee's has increased really rapidly in comparison to Bolton's. Yeah, so the, the, the ban between on travel between Scotland and Greater Manchester has been lifted, but it's still in place between Scotland and Blackburn and Darwin. What was our final verdict on this claim then? Well, our final verdict was mostly true. Mm. Um, Andy Burnham was right about the figures. What, what wasn't entirely accurate was that he said those were the figures on that particular day. Right. They, they were the most up-to-date on the day he was speaking, but they didn't reflect the position on that day because of the yeah. fact that the, the figures are moving constantly. And as we've seen since then, the way that the figures, particularly in Dundee, have risen, it's a movable feast. You're listening to The FFS Show, a podcast about misinformation by The Ferret. You can support us for just £3 a month. Go to theferret.scot forward slash subscribe. Okay, on to silly season. So, Ali, what have you been looking at? What's all this about a song? Many people will have heard about this controversy. Broadly, what was claimed was that there was a song that the UK government was encouraging children to sing on June the 25th, that was Friday last week, which was basically trying to promote Britishness and British identity and, uh, you know, how good Britain is, essentially. Yeah, there was an acronym trending in social media, wasn't there? Obon. Yeah, so Obon is... Uh, what is Obon? Obon stands for One Britain, One Nation. Okay. Um, and that's what the that's kind of the, the, the idea behind this thing. Uh, the song being called, We Are Britain and We Have One Dream to Unite All People in One Great Team. Okay, so that sounds pretty wacky. What, what did you find out about that? Uh, it's certainly unusual, I think. Yeah. Um, a lot of claims were flying around social media about it and around about where, where it come from. Was it something to do with the um, UK union unit that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Gove has been in charge yep. of? Uh, or is it is it part of some move by Boris Johnson to foster some sort of post-Brexit British ideology? The genesis of the song and the campaign comes from a group called, as I say, Obon, One Britain, One Nation. That's an actual group, is it, Obon? Yeah, so that's it's, it's a group that's been, go- it's been going for a long time. Um, okay. Uh, it was just kind of never really come to prominence until it, that the its campaign was picked up by a few uh, MPs mm-hmm. in recent months and then was eventually tweeted out by the Department of Education who said they were encouraging people to support the Obon campaign, One Britain, One Nation. Okay. So when this came out, it was quite controversial. Lots of kind of commentators and other politicians were sort of 
slagging it off, making jokes about it, obviously, and saying that yeah. it was sort of comparing it to like North Korean shows of patriotism and yeah. some sort of attempt to foster national sentiments. The campaign itself was started by a former police officer called Cash Singh. Okay. The company uh, seemed to be, it was founded in 2013, uh, One Britain, One Nation, and it essentially is a, a campaign group which, it, well, its stated aim is, quote, to create a real sense of collected identity regardless of one's background mm. um and it promotes sort of british identity and patriotism um its main focus recently has been celebrating a, a day mostly for school children which is called one britain one nation day mm-hmm. in schools which is which is meant to take place on the 25th of june hence the singing of the song on the 25th of june exactly so this the campaign itself has been getting a bit of traction in recent months but it, it was first mentioned in parliament uh, in 2018 by a couple of conservative mps who promoted it in prime minister's questions then it was later brought by um conservative mp estimate Fay, and then finally most recently by philip davis mp who asked the education secretary gavin williams on 21st of june he asked him to endorse obon day which he did. He said, we've already asked schools to participate and I'm happy to reiterate the endorsement of this project from the dispatch box and to encourage them to play their part in it. The two main features of the day itself, which were supposed to be promoted, were a clap for people who had been affected and people who had helped people during the COVID pandemic. Okay, yep. And the second part of it was to sing the One Britain, One Nation Day anthem, which is called, uh, as I say, We Are Britain and We Have One Dream to Unite All People in One Great Team. Where, where, where did this song come from? Who, who wrote the song? That's basically, that's basically the chorus, that bit. Okay, okay. The song itself, they say, was written by uh, school children at St. John's uh, Primary School in Bradford. Right, okay. So it didn't come directly from the government or anything like that. It was written sure. independently of that by a Bradford school. Mm, mm. The two main features of the day were the clapping and singing the song. And did they happen? Did, like, <laughs> did school children do this? We don't know figures for the the uptake of this. Our suspicion is that it wasn't particularly high. Yeah. Particularly in Scotland, um, the day itself was on Friday, which is a day that many Scottish schools were already off for summer holidays. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they would have been unable to attend O1D even if they had wanted to. Um, Maybe everyone did it at home, though. Yeah, possibly. You never know. Um, the, the Department for Education said that it backed the principles of the day, but, quote, had not asked people to sing songs or endorse any specific materials. However, broadly speaking, the principles of the day are the class Or singing the song. Yeah. And the song. Yeah. <laughs> There's not that much else to it. Yeah. So what, what what was your verdict then? Like, what, what, what did we say? Was the UK government backing the campaign? We said that it was true. It was backed by the Education Secretary, Department for Education, it was mentioned by and supported by Boris Johnson at the batch box and brought up by many Tory MPs. It seems like the day itself has not had a lot of promotion, hasn't had a lot. I mean, the most first most people had heard of it was a few days before when this sort of controversy escalated. It'll be interesting to find out in future whether or not it becomes more of a widely adhered to day. But it's certainly something that the UK government were promoting. For episode 10 of the FFS show. Ali, we're into double figures. Does that feel like a landmark to you? It does feel like a bit of a landmark. Um, thanks to everybody who's uh, supported us thus far. We're actually very surprised by the thousands of people that have listened to us talk about fact checking. And all those that have emailed in. 
and all those that have emailed in and all those that have sent suggestions. It's all been appreciated. And hopefully we'll get to do 10 more, 20 more, 30 more. Keep going forever until all the facts in Scotland and beyond are checked. Yeah. Keep emailing us. What's the address, Ali? Factcheck at theferret.scot for anything you think we should uh, be discussing or any other questions or queries you have about us, fact-checking or otherwise. You can also get in touch with us via Twitter, at ferretscot, or raise the FFS bat signal and we'll come calling. That's not true. We won't do that. (laughs) Remember that you can support our podcast and fact-checking endeavors for uh, as little as £3 a month. Uh, what would you spend three pounds a month on instead of fat checking? Mm, the Beano? The Beano, yeah. That probably is about three pounds a month yeah. these days. The ferret.scot forward slash subscribe. Three pounds per month. That's got to be good value, hasn't it, Max? That's an absolute bargain. Bye. See ya.